Welcome to the Aaron Ashby Podcast, Hoarding Chaos, where we are making connections to mind the gap. I am your host, Aaron Ashby, and we are minding the gaps in business, dual home families, life, and love. Welcome to the Aaron Ashby Podcast, Courting Chaos. Today, we are going to be discussing the gap, who owns my anger? So we understand that our anger is generally targeted at somebody and then it lives within us, but who owns it? Who's responsible for it? So we're gonna be exploring that a little bit today. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. So the first time my ex-husband and I split up, I moved out and went to live in my family's RV a few miles down the road in a little RV park that was off the lake. And kind of because of its location, and this was the first time that we had had a separation, you know, a lot of reasons. It kind of felt like a vacation, to be honest. I was kind of living the gypsy life. I had my son half the time. And then we got back together. And so the second time, which was the last time that my ex-husband and I split up, I stayed in the house and he moved out. And that time definitely felt more real from the get-go. Um, but main reason being because it was the last time. The marriage was officially over. We both knew it, and we had taken ever reconciling completely off the table, mostly for the sake of our own sanity, but also for our children's. Um, and we had added two more kids to the flock, so we had three at that time. Reason number two was a little bit more first world problem-y. Our house was on six acres. It had horse pens, retaining tanks, and a seasonal flooding problem. So now it was up to me to manage it, and it did not always go well, even with the help of a friend who ended up moving in full-time to be a nanny to my kids so I could go back to work. Um, two girls trying to manage six acres. Not to say that women aren't perfectly capable of doing that, uh, but there's just some things that happen along the way that you don't exactly anticipate. And then you add emotional baggage to that, and well, let's see. There was the time we had tried to uh, javelin spear a hornet's nest that was unsuccessful. We ended up resorting to a water um, and a water and a garden hose, you know, and we sprayed it to death. And uh, it worked and was quite entertaining, you know. We could have just bought wasp spray probably, but I'm sure we were on a fixed budget. There's always a reason for everything, right? <laughs> um, then there was the time that my air conditioner went out. And this I know was a budget problem because I was making $12 an hour at my first job since I had been a stay-at-home mom. And I had way too much pride to call my ex and not enough money to pay for help. So I called on a guy I'd been dating for like a week to fix it. Yeah, awkward. If my dad hears this, he'll kill me. Um, because I do consider myself to be a pretty resourceful and handy kind of woman. But like I said, there are some things that we just never think about having to do. So there was one really stupidly hot Texas summer day and I was mowing the lawn and because we had six acres, we used a riding lawn mower. So generally it was a pretty easy job. And I like mowing because it's one of those mundane tasks where you can make a lot of progress, but you can also get lost in thought on something else. And I hadn't, it hadn't been a really long time since my ex had moved out. So there were still a lot of thoughts and a lot of feels being felt about the whole thing. Suddenly, I hit something and my mower came to a screeching halt. I jumped off of it to see what I had run into um, and I found that my back tire had sunk into a divot in the ground. Well, let's say a hole. A really big hole. 
So I pushed on the back of the mower to try to get it out. Didn't work. I pushed on the front of the mower. I tried to lift the mower. I looked for other things to make a lever to lift the mower. None of that worked. So I kicked the mower <laughs> and then I hurt my foot and then I got mad and then I got really, really mad. And I got mad at myself for being weak, for being this weak punk that couldn't even move this stupid mower. I got mad at myself for being in that situation, for being alone, for ending my marriage. You know how that tailspin works. All of those thoughts of what an idiot you are and you can't do this on your own, look how weak you are, came crashing in. And I got madder. Because if nothing else, I am resilient above all else. I persevere, I keep going. I wasn't going to let anything or anyone hold me down. But I had to dig deeper. So I literally dug deeper. I got my fighter stance ready, pushed my feet into the ground. I had my back arched, my legs wide, and I was crouching down behind the mower and I pushed with everything I had. You know, that explosive mixture of growling and yelling growing from the bottom of your gut and it budged it moved a little bit and then it slid back into place and i totally wanted to give up screw it there it shall live we will move before i ever mow again i was standing there just glaring at it this new bane of my existence when the gnawing need to conquer this mower combined with the fact that I had almost done it finally started to build. So I dug deeper. I got my fighter stance ready again, dug my heels in a little bit harder, and I started yelling before I even touched the metal, like I'm a kung fu ninja or something. And I gave it some lift with the push and it came loose. And it slid right out of the hole and three inches forward like it was taunting me for being so upset at it. You should have seen the happy dance that ensued. I'm screaming at the sky. I'm yelling at myself. You know, yes, I'm woman. Bet that. Hear me roar. Ain't nothing gonna hold me down. You break out into song. <laughs> I'm dancing around this stupid mower. My moment of triumph. It was such a silly thing. And then it isn't at all. In my mind, it stuck out as this moment when I overcame something. And the majority of memories that stick out the most when I think about me are these moments, combined with the very loud moments of failure, of course. I am most ashamed of myself and most disgruntled with others when I feel like I let something or someone move me into a something that I don't want to be. Weak is one of those things. Angry is one of those things. Acting cowardly or with disingenuous behavior is one of those things. So I try not to do it. Just don't. Stop it. Don't let others move you into emotional, physical, or self-identifying positions that you don't want to live in. But to do this, you have to see yourself as your own person. Not just any person, your own person. The only one that you really have control over. And you have the very real strength to move mountains, whether it's because you have the size, the faith, the size of a mustard seed, 
or because you can brave the wilderness, as Brene Brown says. But it's because you don't quit. You don't quit on yourself. And sometimes that means finding your own strength. And sometimes that means not quitting on others. Sometimes it just means getting up in the morning. But it always means loving yourself, staying true to yourself, keeping an open heart, an open mind, and a strong back. Because here's the clincher. Here's what really sucks as a truth about the whole thing. The person you are likely the most mad at is you. So if you want to start to forgive and start to move forward, you have to start with you. I think this is one of the reasons why we have such a hard time following our dreams, really breaking that glass ceiling. Because to believe in yourself that much is also to take responsibility for yourself that much. Everything that you don't like about you and your current situation. It can be empowering and often because it's very surprising just how much we write off as someone else is doing. So I'm going to leave you guys with this today. It's a quote that I saw on a you know, Facebook post somewhere by at Thug Unicorn. Totally appreciate it. Don't really know who that is, but I like this quote. Do not believe the things you tell yourself while possessed by the demons of your inner shit. How true is that? Because the demons of our inner nonsense is often what we're really railing against. That's often where our anger really is coming from. And it is a horrible lens to look at the world through. So you got to start there. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been Courting Chaos, the Erin Ashby podcast. Be sure to visit our website at erinmarieashby.com. Subscribe to the community and you'll get notified whenever we have a new blog or new podcast updated. I'll see you next time.